0: We'll get back to my conversation with Adam Goodman in a moment. But first, let's dive into this Depression-era story. Back then, an estimated 500,000 to 2 million Mexican nationals and Mexican-Americans were pressured to leave the United States. This little-known episode was called Mexican Repatriation. But some of those targeted say that's just a euphemism. Ed Ayers and I explored this moment for another Backstory episode last year. Here's Ed.
1: Now, there never was a coordinated program or a top-down mandate from President Hoover or Roosevelt to expel people of Mexican descent, but the White House did set the tone by staging raids across the country to deport Mexican-American families. Francisco Balderrama, a historian who has studied these repatriation programs, says the goal was to ease unemployment for Anglo-Americans.
2: This expulsion of Mexican nationals and American citizens of Mexican descent is done frequently because of the argument there's not enough jobs. That jobs were for
1: real Americans. Valderrama says that Mexican nationals were targeted because they were one of the more recent immigrant groups to arrive at the start of the 20th century.
2: And the key thing to keep in mind is that in more prosperous times, particularly the roaring 1920s, Mexican workers were regarded as essential. But now with the Great Depression, they are regarded as foreign, they're regarded as unwanted, they're regarded as they're not supposed to be here.
1: The private sector also tried to get Mexican immigrants and Mexican Americans to leave the country. In some cases, businesses would simply refuse to hire Mexican workers.
2: At the same time, we have private businesses, we have U.S. Steel, Southern Pacific Railroad, that are telling their Mexican workers you would be better off in Mexico and providing them with transportation to the border and
0: to Mexico. Anti-Mexican sentiment was so pervasive that it even trickled down to local governments. Balderrama says Los Angeles County is a perfect example. And it's important to focus on L.A. County because it had
2: the largest concentration of Mexican nationals and American citizens of Mexican descent at that historical moment. And it became kind of the model about how to
0: do this elsewhere in the country.
3: This is an interview with Mrs. Emilia Valenciana.
0: Christine Valenciana has spent the past four decades collecting stories of those affected by this Depression-era repatriation including her mother's.
3: Okay, Mama, why don't you start by telling me where you're from first? From Los Angeles, California. When were you born? April 10th,
0: 1926. Valenciana recorded this interview back in 1971. It was part of a college oral history project. She collected the voices of people who'd been affected by L.A. County's repatriation program.
4: My grandfather, Natividad Castañeda, who had been here in Los Angeles since nineteen oh nine. He was employed as a stonemason, bricklayer, skilled craftsman, and then there's no work for him.
3: You know that he here he was left and with a family, you know, a couple of children to raise and no work, living off of welfare and well, yeah, we went to Mexico because my dad asked the, the county, he asked her to be sent.
4: My mother was nine years old
3: when this happened.
4: She had never been to
3: Mexico. My dad asked us if we wanted to go with him. We told him, yes, you know, the, our place was with him. He was our father. We weren't gonna be left here and be made wars of the state. That's what we would have been, wars of the state. So we left with my father. Now do you know for sure if he asked the county He told Did me He, tell you he told me county? he asked the county that he wanted to be sent back to Mexico. So I guess I guess they paid for our fare, Christine.
0: Many of Valenciana's interviewees said the same thing. No one had forced them to go to Mexico. Rather, their families wanted to go back, and they went of their own accord. Perhaps listeners
4: are going to say it's voluntary. Well, that's the easy way out. And that's not really looking at the complexity of the problem. We're really looking at, at, at human beings. I mean, I can't believe that my grandfather, who had been here since 1909, had any intentions of ever returning to
0: Mexico. But she says Los Angeles County actively encouraged people to leave. One of the county officials who ran this program was Rex Thompson. He was the head of charities for Los Angeles County during the early 1930s. Valenciana interviewed him in the early 1970s. Thompson acknowledged that he weighed the costs of providing aid to a Mexican family versus sending them to Mexico.
5: We had thousands of Mexican nationals who were out of work, The Mexican family were costing us $110 a month. I can remember those figures. We could ship them back and feed them well and decently by by train for $74 a family.
2: You know, there was a campaign to, you know, uh, get Mexicans to be removed and so the county agencies they would they would send out people they were recruiters basically
5: social workers that were americans of mexican descent but naturally fluent in the language or that were mexican nationals fluent in the language to go out and i want to emphasize offer repatriation to these people mm-hmm. well i'm glad to say that they were a proud people, and most of them didn't want to be on relief.
2: That interview is very important because it really is the voice and the thinking of the time of the policymakers and the predominant voice, that, that people think they're, they're doing something good. I mean, he really believed that what he did was uh, the greatest humanitarian act that, that could have
1: been done. The reality was harsher. Balderrama says these social workers didn't explain the full consequences of repatriation.
2: According to American law, that if a county is pays for your transportation to return to Mexico or to go to Mexico, then you're stamped that you can't re-enter the country.
4: Well, in the case of my grandfather, his passport, and again, he had been here since 1909, stamp it. Deported. Well, he had no way to get back here. Balderrama says that more
1: than half of those who went to Mexico during the Great Depression were American citizens. Well, it's simply, it's
2: unconstitutional because you cannot deport an American citizen from his or her country.
1: Many of them were children who'd never even been to Mexico.
3: Because uh, kids, you know, used to pick on me. Because I was an American citizen. There are a lot of people did discriminate against us because we were Americans. We didn't belong there. Now, isn't it strange now here the Anglos discriminate us discriminate against us because we're Mexicans? So really where do we belong?
1: Valenciana's mother eventually made it back to the United States, but many others never returned to the land of their birth.
2: It's a lost generation. I mean, there are people that were lost in Mexico, people without the documentation, people that were denied you know, their their right to a life as an American.
1: It's hard to know if these programs actually provided more jobs or relief for so-called real Americans. But Valenciana thinks that's beside the point. If the government wants to ease unemployment,
4: it should try to help all Americans. In terms of unemployment, well, who has the right to be employed? Who, is, who has the right to make that determination?
3: I feel that this country should have done something for their citizens instead of getting rid of them like the way they did. Christine Valenciana and Francisco Baldurama
5: helped us tell that story.
3: Valenciana is a professor emerita in education at California State University Fullerton and Balderrama is Emeritus Professor at California State University, Los Angeles, and co-author of Decade of Betrayal, Mexican Repatriation in the 1930s.